This is the last Sunday in this year, and we're, we're looking forward to seeing what God is planning on doing, or he's already done it. It's that we have to just walk it out. Amen. And so we're, we're excited about uh, um, uh, what the Lord is doing and, and uh, the pathway that he has taken the body of Christ. Uh, come on, yeah, let's give God a hand clap of praise for what he has done in the year 2019. Amen. He's done some great and mighty things in 2019. And we want to give him all the due. We want to make sure we praise and we worship him for what he has done in all of our lives. Amen. Everything hadn't always been great. Amen. But God has always been there. Amen. He's brought us through uh, many trials and many tribulations uh, during the year of 2019. And there are some things that will be coming in 2020, but we won't be sharing that today. Dr. Manley is going to be sharing some things, and I think he's probably going to show some um, uh, pictures, I believe, of the Bahama mission that we, we embarked upon. Uh, we're just so thankful and grateful that the Lord allowed us to be able to bless the, the, the people in the Bahamas that was affected by Hurricane Doran. And uh, it's been such an ordeal. Uh, it, We've teamed up with uh, Hearts of uh, Hands out of Asher, North Carolina, and also we connected with a ministry in Florida that was able to fly everything over. Uh, they've made several loads to the Bahamas, and the last load uh, was right before Christmas. It was December the 18th, and they sent us some pictures back. Uh, some of you may have those pictures, but I think he has them uh, on the slide here, and I think he may show them. I don't know if he's going to show them in the beginning or if he's going to show them in the end. But we want to say thank you to those that's, that's online, those many uh, businesses and churches and individuals that made a contribution, as well as House of Destiny, to the people in the Bahamas. And had it not been for God, it would not have been possible. Amen. That's why it's good to what you call network. <laughs> it's good to network. It's good to, to, to be able to connect with other people that have the resources that we do not have. And we are thankful and we are grateful for that. All the, the many uh, uh, businesses that make contributions and uh, the trucking companies that, that uh, were allowed to, to use uh, their uh, facility as well as their trucks and get it to point A to point B and our, our <coughs> newfounded partners, the Hearts of, uh, with Hands. And we are, we are very grateful, amen. And at this time, we're going to go ahead and uh, uh, hear the word of God, and we're going to see what Dr. Manley has to share with us today, what God is having to share. Don't look at the man, but look at God, amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise, amen. 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 Good morning, church. First off, uh, would you put that first picture up there for me, uh, minister? <clears throat> I want to share some things with you. There's one of the airplanes. That was used. We also used Black Hawk helicopters and several planes like that to uh, move this stuff over into the Bahamas, who, uh, where Dorian hit and devastated that land over there. Next picture, please. Here are some of the Bohemians or Bahamas, or people in the Bahamas, the, the children. You see them diving in. Next picture, I had some videos, but we couldn't get them uploaded. <clears throat> here they are you see them still overcast skies over there but you see them uh, they're happy you know they need help and uh, we're just grateful that we're a part of the mission to do international outreach like we do 
Next, ver- I meant next uh, picture, please. It is unloading. And as soon as those planes hit, they know to come. Or those Blackhawk helicopters, as soon as them hawks, they come down, they, um, as soon as they uh, land, they know to come. Next picture. They're the happy children, you know. I think we need to give God a hand clap for those children, you know, that, that we're part of such a such a great thing with God. And is there another picture there, or is that the last one? Okay, let's go on to the, we're going to get on into the message now. I'm not going to be with you long, but I want to give you what God gave me. <clears throat> let's pray. Father. Once again, here I stand before you as humbly as I know how. God, I'm asking you to help me to do your holy will. It's not my will, but it's yours, Lord. And here in this time that I need all the help that I can get as well as all of us. Like Paul, I count myself as not being apprehended. But this one thing I know is that I'm forgetting that which is behind me. And moving on toward that which is before me. In Jesus' name, let church say amen. Amen. Part two of our message today is finding grace. We did part one last week. This week we're going into part two. And once again, I want to ask this question. How many of us know that? We need grace. We are in difficult times within ourselves as well as the world. And if ever a time that we needed grace, it would be now. But God says, regardless of our insufficiencies, that his grace is sufficient. So we want to start here. Today is Genesis 6, verses 10 and 11. Verse 10 says, And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And the earth was also corrupt before the Lord God, before God. And the earth was filled with violence. Two things. Before the eyes of God, the earth was corrupt. And before his eyes also was the earth filled with violence. Now, if it was like that then, what do you think it's like now before the eyes of God? We probably need to magnify that, not thousands, but millions of times. Because of when the wickedness increased, as the Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs, that transgressions also increase. Now, the world is full of murdering, killings, all kinds of stuff. And whether you know it or not, all of these children that they say are being missed, as Minister Vernon and I, we talks about it, a lot of things sometimes. Um, those children 
they say they're being taken for sex trafficking, but a lot of those children are being dedicated to Malek. Y'all know who Malek is? Malek is the God that causes children to be sacrificed, blood sacrificed. See, we're dealing in a real wicked world, and the wickedness is very serious out here. And the things that are going on, the church is really not preaching about. They own some kind of entertainment, hoodoo, roll on the flow, whatever. And the people are dumb as a rock in the church. And it's because the leadership is not leading its people right. And they're not teaching their people right. And they still got their people on first grade knowledge so that they won't expand their minds and that you will always be under them so that they can oppress you and suppress you and keep you from knowing the truth. And it's the same thing that the government is doing, keeping us unaware of who we are, what we are, and what our mission is to do. So we've got these preachers out here, and they're just not doing a good job. They are just not doing a good job because it's a difference between knowing the letter of this word and knowing the spirit of it. Do you agree with that? The Bible says that God has made us able ministers of the New Testament in the spirit and not in the letter because the letter killeth and the spirit makes alive. It is a difference between physical knowledge and spiritual knowledge. And because God is a spirit and we've got to learn how to allow God's spirit to come into us and how our spirit can connect with him so that we can become the true children of God, the true Israel that we are. It says that Noah, which is the spirit of rest, we know in verse 8 that he found grace in God's eyes. But in verse 10, we see the spirit of rest, Noah, he had three sons. That word sons there means the builder of God's name in the earth. The spirit of rest, Noah, could not build that ark until he had some builders known as sons so that they could work with him. Amen? He could not do it alone. He needed builders, sons, the builders of God. So the spirit of rest, it produced by the will of God these three sons. It produced Shem, which means the name of God, because they had to build an ark. And that ark was our soul, people. We told you that last week. We're going spiritual. We ain't got nothing to do with no building, no wood knock. It ain't about that. This Bible is a spiritual book. It is a mystery. It's a secret. Somebody say it's a secret. It's not for everybody. Jesus told you that in the New Testament. He said, now I've given you the keys to the mysteries of the kingdom of God. I didn't give it to them because... They don't understand it. So let them have church. But let House of Destiny become the church. Big difference. Let us become what God 
died for us for. His church. It's not about a building. It's not about how many people you get. It ain't about none of that. We serve a big God. Look what God does on the world stage here. We do this. This is what we do. This is nothing new to us. This is all we've ever known going into the world. Ain't that what he said to do? He said, go ye into the world. Into it. And that's exactly what we do. We go by media. We go by television. And every other aspect that we can get that word out. And one of our main ministries is disaster relief. And that's a very difficult one. That is a very difficult mission to do. But if you want to know, if you want to know just what House of Destiny has gone through, this church, if you want to know, how many of y'all saw that game last night? How many? Do you see what it took for them guys to win? Well, that's, that's what it takes for us. That's what we've gone through here. The same thing. We didn't give up. We didn't care about what people thought about us. We didn't care about what people wanted to say about it. It just didn't make no difference. We knew who they were, and we went out, and we're fighting the good fight as best we know how. And with God on our side, no man can be against us. Amen? Amen. So don't you ever downplay yourself. If you make mistakes, you make them, you get up, and you keep rolling. If you're going through hard times right now, don't you worry about it. God got this. You've got to believe in God. You've got to, you've got to walk by faith and not by sight. You can't get caught up in your situation. You've got to get caught up in God. And, and, and see, we're going to show you this in the Word today on what you need to think about, how we need to think, and how we need to get on board. We've got a new year coming in. We need to make some changes, all of us. But the biggest change that we need to make in our life is don't be down on yourself. There is hope, regardless of what your situation is. It is not about how much money you got, how much money you spend, how much money you make. It's none of that. That stuff will make you miserable. It's about God. It's always been about God, and it's always going to be about God. Noah had, the spirit of rest, had three builders. Shem, which is the builder of the name of God in the earth. And then he had another one that's called Ham. Now, Ham means heated passion. Let me tell you something. Going back to that game. I'm going back to that game because I need you to understand in the physical just to see what's needed to be said in the spiritual. Without the heated passion, them people would have gave up. Right? You, in order to build the ark of the soul, you've got to have a heated passion for God. You can't start off hot and end up cold. You understand that? In order to build this thing, you have got to have a heated passion for God. Or this soul, which is the ark, will never be built. And y'all know what happened to the ones who didn't build their ark. 
who wasn't able to come inside. The floods of life got him, didn't it? And when God shut that door, can't no man open it. There's a reckoning. The last builder was Shabbat. Shabbat means to be open. See, in order to build, you've got to be open to the mysteries of God. In order to build this soul called the ark of God. You have got to be open to God. You can't have a closed mind with God. It won't work. But you've got to be open. You've got to be open to new stuff at all times. That's why revelations are so important. Without revelations, there's no new input coming in. And it's, see, that's what's killing the church now. All they're doing is recycling. 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 Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor. Recycling. Recycling. Nothing. But every time you're going to come through this door, you're going to hear something new because that's what it takes to build the ark. Now, I'm going to tell you something, church. When it comes to building an ark, I was in construction. And I would rather build a new facility anytime than to try to build one that has to be remodeled. You understand what I'm saying? We're in a position because of sin of remodeling. God built the new facility back in the garden. It was a done deal. Sin screwed it up. Now what we have to do now is we've got to reconstruct through the spirit of the living God. We've got to reconstruct this soul. That means some things got to be torn out. Anybody ever done any remodeling in here? Or seen it done. They have to tear stuff out. You don't have to do that with a new facility. With a new facility, all you got to do is put the stuff together. But with, a, with, with one that has to be redone, that's where hard work come in at. Hard work. Because now you got to tear out stuff. And a lot of stuff that you got to tear out don't want to come out. So you got to cut it out. You got to pull it out. You got to jag it out. You got to do... Sweat and tears, blood, sweat and tears. We're talking about rebuilding something. So Noah had three sons, and God's looking down, and he sees that the earth is filled with violence, wickedness, and everything else. Give me Genesis 6, 14, minister, 14 and 15. Y'all all right? Bible say, I want you now, you hear, hear instruction. The Bible said, make thee an ark. Mm-hmm. He's telling each one of us to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. He said, you make it. Make thee an ark of what? Gopher wood. That means that he needed something to dwell in, and so do we. Amen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what he's talking about, making it out of gopher wood. That's a dwelling place. And the rooms thou shalt make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. What this means is that dwelling places, uh, you got to make dwelling places within yourself of atonement. 
See, there are a lot of things inside of us that has to be atoned. So he said, now, this is what you need to do. You need to make this thing. you got to make some rooms where you can make atonement. You understand? In other words, you got to give yourself a chance with God. you got to give yourself a chance with God. you got to quit playing church. you got to quit playing church. We all do. And we got to get serious. And I'm going to tell you something. The more serious you get about it, the more the devil going to come at you to try to keep you from being serious at it. He's coming. He's not going to give up. And we can't give up either. Now, we can come here half-cocked if we want to and not hear what's going on, but I'm telling you, God is looking down and he's seeing the earth is filled with violence and wickedness. And the flood is coming. And this time it ain't going to be water. It's going to be fire. So we need to get ourselves together somehow and get up on our horse again and try it again. And keep on trying until you make it. Because as long as you're trying, you got a chance. God knows us. He knows if we're trying or not. God ain't looking at us to hit us over the head every time we blow. If he knew we wasn't going to blow, he never would have sent Jesus. But he sent him. He sent him. So we got to have a place within ourselves to make atonement for our sins, to repent and turn away from our wicked sins. I'm talking to myself too. And God's God talked to me, and I talked to you all through the Holy Spirit, talking to me too. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Ain't nobody in here all that. I keep expressing that. Anytime you start looking at me to be your Savior, you just blew it. You're going to leave the church. Your job is to look to Jesus. Your job is to hear the word that's coming through me from God. But after that, you got to take it up for yourself. Verse 15 says, and this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. See, he's telling us how to build this off. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. That means that that word length there means the love. It's got your love has to be three cubits, which means it's got to be resurrected within yourself. But not only does it have to be resurrected, it has to be resurrected to the Christ man. And I'm going to tell you why. Because a cubit is 18 inches. And when you count 18, 1 plus 9, or 1 plus 8 equal 9, right? Christ died at the ninth hour. He entered in. That's the Christ it made. So our love for each other and for God has to reach the same way he has reached for us. He reached a mighty long way. So in order for us to build this soul correctly, we've got to have the length of God's love resurrected within us. There's another thing he says that we've got to do here also in verse 15. He says, and the breath, which is the holiness of God, it has to be 50 cubits. 50, 5 plus 0 equals 5. It means the number of grace. So the holiness of God has placed grace in our life, right? Amen? Amen? But it has to have one more thing. We, we ain't preaching foolishness up in here. We're preaching spiritual. This is not foolish church. I don't like foolishness. 
I do not like foolishness in church. And the height of it is 30 cubits. The height is the glory of God. Our, our height, our glory in God has to be resurrected too. Number three, 30 cubits. Three plus zero, three again. You got to learn how to count the numbers. Revelation told you that in the 13th chapter, I believe. He said, here's wisdom. Let him that has wisdom count the numbers. He gave you the clue right there. That, hey, there's something going on with these numbers that God wants us to know. Amen? Mm-hmm. Now, look here. Go to Ephesians, because here in this 15, we're speaking of three. Love, holiness, and glory, which is the length, the breadth, and the height. But look at Ephesians three seventeen and 18. Will you put that up there for me, minister? He has a new dimension. Mm-hmm. Four is the number of totality. He has a new dimension. For Christ, that Christ may dwell in your hearts. See, you got to make this personal, right? By what? By what? By what, church? I can't hear you. Yeah, like you don't want to open your mouth for God. You open your mouth for everything else. You open your mouth to eat. You open your mouth to argue with each other. You open your mouth for that. But when it comes to opening your mouth for God, you can't even open your mouth for God. To declare his word, it's by the spoken word, people, that we get better. So open your mouth. Let God know that you're here. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That ye being rooted and grounded in what? That's that length. Next verse. May be able to comprehend, not with some of the saints, but with all the saints, what is the breadth, the length, the breadth of his holiness, the length of his love, the height of his glory, but look at there. The depth of his wisdom. See, it takes it to the fourth degree over here in the next. Are y'all with that? All right, let's go back to Genesis. Not going to be with you long. Genesis 6.16. Almost done. Not going to be long at all. Genesis 6.16. Over there. Look what he says here. And a window shalt thou make to the ark. What he's saying is that window is the conscience to your soul. It is the conscience that's the window to your soul. That's where God looks in and looks out. He said, a window shalt thou make for the ark, which is your soul. And in a cubit, there it is again, a cubit is 18 inches. We're talking about the Christ man. Shalt thou finish it above. In other words, We've got to come into this and become what Christ became, the Christed man. That's the whole thing. He, he, see, you can take, and I've taught some of y'all this before, you can take that number nine and multiply it throughout infinity and count those numbers and it's still going to come back to the Christed man. Let me, to number nine. All right, let me give you an example. Two times nine is what? Eighteen. Count eighteen. One plus eight. Christ it, man. That's another one being made. All right? 
Three times nine. What is three times nine? Twenty-seven? Count it. Equal what? That's another one. All right. Go one more. Three times nine. What? Thirty-six? Count the number. Nine. You can go on and on and on and on and on and on and on, and you're still going to come back to the Christic man. That's why he said be fruitful and multiply and replenish. That means to redo what was already here. Replenish means to redo something. Amen? It don't mean to do something. It means to redo it. They don't teach you that. We talked about last week what was already here. It's in the Bible. All in the Bible. This is the place where you get the knowledge of God if you want the knowledge of God. And the knowledge of God is the only thing. God said, I prefer the knowledge of me rather than sacrificing. Huh? They say when you come into the house of the Lord, be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifices over food because they don't even know what they're doing. You can come up in here and run around. You can do whatever you want to. But if you're not hearing this word, if we're not hearing this word and willing to make some changes, it ain't doing us no good. We're still going to hell in a handbasket. Quick. Quick. See, nobody want to hear about going to hell. But that don't mean hell's not there still waiting on us. And then after that comes the lake of fire. Because hell ain't nothing but the grave. But it's the lake of fire where death and hell, the book of Revelation says, is going to be cast into a lake of fire. I'm, I'm preaching word up in here. I'm not preaching your theology or your denomination. I, we don't deal with that in here. We only deal with the gospel of Jesus Christ, this book. Amen? Amen. Say so you got to build a, a window, which is a conscience, that shalt, you to, that shalt thou make uh, to the ark. A cubit, thou shalt finish it above, above. Can't finish this thing down here. You got to finish it above. That's why I say set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. Colossians 3, 2, I believe, said. And the door, John 10, 9, Jesus said, I'm the door. So we got to make a door, for, which is Jesus, into our soul. Amen? Amen? And set in the side thereof. Now watch this. Here's where this thing is going to hit us. It's got... Three different decks, right? Lord, second, third story, thou shalt make it. He's telling us how to make this all, right? He said, now look here. Now you don't have to have three decks on this thing. There are levels. Now, here's what we've done as human beings since sin came into our life. Let me tell you what we've done. We've taken the things of God and we put them on the lower deck. Come on with me. That's exactly what we've done. You know, jobs, money, material things, all that stuff goes on the lower deck. But we got it up there and done place God down on the lower deck. Come on with me, church. The things that are in the middle, our health, that's an important thing. Our health, our families, all that goes in the middle. Some of us got that up there where God's supposed to be. Am I in the house? So the things that belong on the third deck, which are the things above, right? We're building this ark now, this spiritual ark. But we got everything on the wrong shelves, you know. 
Think of it in your house, kitchen. You got a lower deck where you keep your heavy-duty stuff like pans and stuff. And then you got the middle deck where you keep your utensils and stuff like that. And then on top you got the, the more uh, what I call expensive stuff like your china and stuff. Amen? See? Now what would it look like you putting your china down there on that lower? The best of things you're going to put down there with um, pots and pans. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> Y'all catching this. Because God breaking it down for making it real simple. For you to understand. So on the lower deck, we got God's precious china. In the middle deck, God still ain't nowhere around. Because we got everything else there. And up top, what we've done is we got the earthly thing and made them more important to God. That's why some of us come to church when we feel, uh oh, I'm gonna get back up here right now. Oh, Lord, I'm going to get right on back up here and hide. That's why some of us come to church when we feel like it. Because we ain't got God on the right place. See, see, when it comes time for us to do our thing, guess what? I thought I had my glasses. I got some others on. Anyway, when it comes time to do what God wants us to do, We push that out of the way. Now it's my time now. It's time for me to do what I like to do. So today, I can't make it to church because it's raining or because I got to work. And I know we got to work. I know we got to work. But one thing I admire about this minister right here, she'll fight her way to get here, working no work. I lost a job one time because of my dedication to work. God gave me another one, and come to find out, the minister gave me a call. He said, you know that old, that old uh, boss man of yours? They came down and walked him out. He lost his job. Same one. Went up against the anointing. Am I lying? On the same day I went to work, he got fired. Put him in the what same valley that he had tried to put me in. If I'm going to stand for God, then I'm going to stand for him. And I love to stand for God in the eyes of a devil that's trying to make me do something that I know that ain't right with God when it comes to my dedication to him for being here, doing what I need to do, when I need to do it, how I need to do it. See, sometimes... We serve God when it's convenient for us. How does tail whooping feel? Hmm? Mighty quiet. Mighty quiet. And I ain't even spanking you hard this morning. But it's mighty quiet, minister. Because you know why? Because they know it's the truth. That's why. Because they know it's the truth. Remember that place for atonement? Just go in there and make your atonement. <laughs> That's all you can do. We have to do it every day. Say <laughs> so we got to make this thing three stories. Three. And we got to learn what to put. Where to put it. 
how to put it. Because if we don't do that, we're going to be in a whole lot of trouble. Oh, we finished it early today. But that's all right. That's all right. I want you to look at 622. Verses 622. Genesis 622 says, Thus did Noah. In other words, the spirit of rest obeyed. Amen? According to all, not some, but all that who commanded? God commanded him. See, God commands us not to forsake to assemble ourselves together. Is that not the word? Come on, I can't hear you. See, you don't want to speak when the truth is hitting you. That's your problem. <laughs> they want to hush like a little mouse. How we guilty, y'all? Ain't none of us doing in here all God commanded us to do. Everything in there guilty. Amen? Amen. Come on, it's going to be all right. He said, if you accept the chastisements, I'll bring you in as a son. But if you don't, then nothing but a bastard can be made. That's the book of Hebrews. Call us bastards. Oh, no, you can't do that. Not in this day and age. I almost cussed. I almost did. I sure almost did. The devil, if you can't, so much you can't preach that. What are you going to preach if you don't preach the word? What you come here to hear a bunch of lies to make you feel good or to make us look at ourselves and see how wrong we've been? You see, I told y'all last week, guilt is a good thing. Got to keep it in balance. It overwhelms. When you make mistakes, all you can do is try not to do it again. And keep on trying until you get it right. And then when you go to again, then there's another mistake you're going to make, and then you got to do that all over again. You see? That's the way life is. So we're going to make mistakes. And some mistakes you're going to make the rest of your life. You might as well understand that. Because from my understanding of the Bible, the Bible said, God said, look, Israel, I'm not going to remove all of these ites out of the promised land. Remove, remove some of them. But I'm going to leave some of them there. And the reason I'm going to leave some of them giant nations there so that if I move everything out too fast, you won't be able to replenish it in time. So I'm going to leave that there because you need something to battle with anyway to keep you straight. Because if I don't put no battle in <laughs> if I don't have you battling something, you will think you got it all going on. But every once in a while, I got to put a dip in your hip and a limp in your walk and a thorn in your side so that you won't get beside yourself because you might preach good because of the level of your revelations or you might can play good because of the ability that you have to play or you might can sing good. No, I got to keep you humbled. I'm going to humble you. I'm going to humble you. I'm going to let that money that you make that you think you got it all going on 
I'm going to let you put it in a pocket that got in a bag that got a hole in it because I got to keep you humble because if I don't, you'll start believing in your money and your ability to make money over your ability to serve God. <laughs> yeah, he up in here today, ain't he? Yeah, he is. Mm -hmm. He's up in here every time we come together. World, let me tell you something. Those of you who are listening all over the world, you need to understand that this thing has to be built the way God commanded it, not the way we, our Savior, have commanded it to build it. And what we do is we try to build this thing with our own blueprint. So we build a monster, and we build all these vices and all these uh, what we call strongholds, some things that keep us from going forward. See, we do that. We build these things. And I told y'all last week, when Noah went into the ark, Noah took all them animals with him, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Some of them animals would kill you. When you go into the ark in your new beginning, when it's in the ark of your soul, all them animals, the good ones, the bad ones, and all them affections and stuff that you have, and them emotions, you know where I could just kill them. You got to keep that locked up. Some of them things you got to keep locked up. See, Noah didn't have anything running around free. See, we got to know what to lock up and what not to lock up when we build this ark. Because we can let some things run loose that will destroy us. And when we do that, we don't have a chance. Unless we go back to God and say, God, you're going to have to help me. You're going to have to help me with my own inconsistencies. I can't do this thing on my own. I'm going to have to sit under this word, and, and i got to be, and i got to do what i got to do until my resting place and my resting times come because God makes all things beautiful in his time. And God's thoughts of us are not evil, but they are good, and they are there to give us an expected end. See, God has an expected end for all of our lives. Even when we don't expect nothing out of life, God already has an expected end for us. One man's soul or one woman's soul or one child's soul don't ain't no different to God than the other. But here's the deal. God can't go against his word. So those who refuse to hear the word of God and proclaim the word of God, then God can't go with his word. There's a place for those. And then there are the place for those who are truly trying in the Lord. Now, it doesn't mean that God doesn't love you just because you ain't in the group yet called Israel. You can get in. All you got to do is get saved and come on in and be real with it. It's, salvation is not something casual where you just come up here and say, I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord, and I believe in my heart that he raised him from the dead. Yes, that's part of it. But after that, there's some work involved. Oh, yeah. There's some work involved in this walk. 
I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you everything's going to be all right. Ever since you got saved, you ain't been doing nothing but catching hell. And the closer you get, <laughs> the closer you get to God, the more hell you get. Because the devil trying to stop you. Try to stop me. So what? You fall off the horse, you skin your head, get back up on that horse and ride him a little while on. Because if you take two steps forward and you take one backwards, you still ahead of the game. You still ahead of the game. And more than likely, that's how life is, ain't it? You go forward and then you blow it. Come on, y'all. You do something stupid. All of us do. Don't we? Mm-hmm. Don't we, y'all? Mm-hmm. And then we feel guilty about it. Oh, you know, I shouldn't have done that. I hate that. And they always say 2020 is, hindsight is 2020. It is. It really is. But I'm going to say it and I'm going to say it again and I'm going to close. The Lord is a word. God is a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. And if we can just look at that little lamp, we can keep from stepping on that snake falling in that ravine. We need just that little bit of foresight to make the right choices in life. Amen? Amen. We need it, y'all. And we try, and we try, and we try. I'm going to leave this with you. I want you to know today that God truly loves you. He loves all of us. And God is not going to leave us stranded, even though it may seem sometimes that he's not with us. God is with us all the time. He said, I'll never leave you, and I'll never forsake you. I'll always be there with you. But you've got to do what? You've got to be open. You've got to do that Jepeth thing. You've got to be open. You've got to do that ham thing. You've got to always have a heated passion for God. Mm-hmm. And you've got to do that Shem thing. You've always got to be willing to produce God's name. Not only in yourself, but in the earth. Amen. Amen. Give God some praise, church. Give God some praise.